It is 20 minutes past 12 on Te Purunga o Te Paututanga. I'm joined now by RNZ Business Editor Giles Beckford. Kia ora Giles. Kia ora Charlotte. 200 retail jobs are on the chopping block. Uh, yes, Genesis Energy is looking at uh, revamping its retail business, and that could come at the cost of up to 200 jobs over the next couple of years. The company says it's reviewing how to best support customers, although it hasn't given any details on how the changes or what changes there will be or how they will benefit customers. Kim Moody reports. Genesis says it will give more details on the new structure at the end of November, but says the restructuring aims to simplify the retail business to ensure resources are in the right areas to support customers. As a result of the company's wider strategy review, 200 jobs could be cut over the next two years. Genesis would not comment further, but said it was supporting staff through the process. The review comes after a recent shake-up at the senior level, reorganising the business into six units, resulting in the loss of two senior executives. Separately, the company's first quarter operations report, released this morning, shows higher prices have lifted earnings, while it added close to 5,000 new customers. It says drilling is expected soon on a new well at the Coupe Oil and Gas Field, with new gas supplies expected early next year. A little-used financial tool could help speed up renewable energy projects and electrification of the economy. That comes from national grid operator TransPower, which is promoting discussion on power purchase agreements, otherwise known as PPAs. They're a financial tool which directly link a project developer with an end user. The PPA puts the energy project developers and end users together, sort of a matchmaking service. The developer gets certainty over costs and future revenue, and the consumer gets certainty over supply and future prices. Transpower General Manager of Strategy and Customer, Chantel Bramley, says the PPA would help remove the uncertainty which has been making companies hesitant about going ahead with renewable energy projects. If you're focused on net zero by 2050 and electrification is the least cost way to, you know, to achieve that transition, we're going to need to ensure that we get more renewable generation built to support increasing demand for electricity. And PPAs are a great tool um, to bring developers and users together to deliver that certainty to both parties. Um, so you know, it, it is a good way, if you like, of um, just working through any broader uncertainties in the market because you're, you're having these bilateral discussions and providing certainties to both parties on delivery. Chantel Bramley says PPAs are common overseas and that offers a template for a local version. And staying in the power sector, electricity distribution company Well Networks has completed its $23 million battery energy storage system. It's uh, one of the biggest in the country and it will start operating next month. The 35 megawatt facilities the, uh, spread over a hectare of land uh, near Hunkley in Waikato and it's designed to smooth out peak energy demand as well as provide additional charging capacity for electric vehicles and emergency backup to the national grid. Well Subsidiaries, Infratech and New Power Energy built and operates the system. It was led by the Chief Executive, Grant Smith. What it does is it takes a surplus of renewable power, for example, uh, wind or solar power in the middle of the day, 
and it stores it and then it re-injects it into the local network at peak t- peak demand time of the day in the early evening when everyone you know, is switching on the appliances and coming home from work. And so what it does is it adds additional security into the local network during those peaks and it actually helps manage uh, peak prices, keeping them lower. Now, Grant Smith says that this uh, facility will be the first of many such uh, to be built over the next 10 to 15 years. Well, the Crown is appealing the verdict in the CBL insurance fraud case. The High Court dismissed fraud-related charges last month against the former CBL executives Peter Harris and Carden Mulholland. The court ruled that the orders from the Reserve Bank to the pair were invalid and that charges for breach of those orders were also invalid. Peter Harris says the Crown's now appealing the judgment on two of the charges, which he calls disappointing but not surprising. He says the Reserve Bank and the Serious Fraud Office have never accepted that they could have been wrong in the CBL case. The CBL group collapsed in 2018 with a loss of $750 million of investors' funds. Just gone 25 minutes past 12. Time to catch up with what's happening on financial markets ahead of the long weekend. I'm joined by Simon Bradley of Jardin Securities. Kia ora to you, Simon. Kia ora, Giles. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing not too badly, thank you. I think I'm possibly in better shape than the share market, which looked a sea of red this morning. Yeah, that's fair. Um, equity markets are extending their recent declines um, amidst the ongoing geopolitical events in the Middle East. The NZX 50 is currently down over 100 points, or 1%, at 11,028. Channel infrastructure is the best performer on the NZX 50 today, up 2 cents, or 1.5%, at $1.52. Sky City is up 2 cents, or 1.1%, at $1.91. And Genesis Energy is up 2 cents, or 0.8%, at $2.44. At the other end of the ledger, the laggards today, Ryman Healthcare is trading heavy. It's down 23 cents, or 4%, at $5.59. Meridian Energy is down 17 cents, or 3.4%, at $4.91. And Oceania Healthcare is down two cents or two point seven percent at seventy one cents. I think on those numbers, the uh, top fifty index at its lowest point in about a year. How's it looking in Australia? Yeah, unfortunately, it's not much better there either. The ASX is currently down eighty nine points or one point three percent at six eight nine two. A notable early mover there, Liontown Resources, is down thirty three percent. That's after Albemarle walked away from their recent takeover discussions, following Gina Reinhardt building a nineteen point nine nine percent blocking stake in Liontown. The company is now set to raise capital for their key Kathleen Valley project. Which takes us to the currency. Yeah, the New Zealand dollar is trading lower this morning versus our major partners, currently buying 58.4 US cents, uh, 92.33 Australian cents, 55.2 Euro cents, 48.1 Great British pence, 87.51 Japanese yen, and then finally the Kiwi is currently buying 4.27 Chinese yuan. Uh, Which leaves us with interest rates, oil and gold. Those wholesale rates, those yields have been rising, haven't they? Yeah, they have indeed. Look, they're at their highest rates since uh, the US 10-year anyway, hitting 5% this morning. That's the first time since July 2007 the market's seen those kind of levels. The local rates in New Zealand also um, seeing fresh highs as well. New Zealand 10-year Treasury yield is at 5.61%. The 90-day bank bill at 5.7%. Brent crude oil is trading at $92.38 a barrel. And finally, gold is trading at 1,973 US dollars an ounce. Thank you very much. That's Simon Bradley from Jardin Securities. Time to tell you that the country's posted its biggest monthly trade deficit in a year. 
$2.33 billion, although the annual deficit has narrowed mildly to $15.3 billion. Sluggish trade and exports with China is a factor there. Business news and numbers updated for you at around 5.30 in Checkpoint. But that's us for now, Charlotte. Kia ora.